Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello. Episode why you can't find love. Why you can't find love. This is for all of you that are feeling like something is just not working. You've been waiting forever. You don't understand why things keep not working out for you. And we have to first, you know, preface this episode that there is a big difference between accountability and self-blame. Self-blame is where you shame yourself and actually victimize yourself. So therefore you can't be in a position to learn how to do things differently. Accountability is able to say, oh, here's the ways in which I've been contributing to why I don't have a partner yet or why things haven't worked out the way that I want them to. And then from a learning perspective, you can listen to this podcast on how to do things differently, right? Because a lot of dating culture is about shaming women for all the things they do wrong with men and then blaming them for being single. And then that is the most disempowering approach. You must so first of all, in order to find love, in order to have a partner, you actually need accountability and self-awareness. And so celebrating you for listening to The New Truth. And I am very excited about this one because, of course, the first reason you can't find love is most likely because the fairy tale program and the old paradigm of love is what's running the show for you. Forgive yourself for being in a culture that does not educate us whatsoever on how to actually choose a partner and Kate and I spend hours laughing and talking every day about how no matter how pretty and cute someone looks on Facebook and Instagram in their partnership, we know what's happening behind the scenes <laughs> and that we pedestal being in relationships so much. This is another reason why you can't find love. You're trying to find a relationship so bad that is dependent on you feeling good about yourself or you feeling worthy are you feeling enough? So it's used as something to check off a box rather than something your soul is actually preparing yourself for. So that's how I'm starting us off. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking with a girlfriend about this last night who was just saying like, she just has this beautiful life. She's so happy. She loves what she does. She loves where she lives. She lives in Greece. She's just like in such a beautiful place in her life. And she said to me, she's like, you know, I really would love to share it with someone. I would love to. And, and she feels like she's really in a similar position that I was in when I, right before I attracted love was that place of just like, I don't need it. I don't have to have it. My life is very full. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I love. I'm living where I want to live. I'm, you know, have this really great life with really great people in my life. She has male friends and female friends and like just a really rich life. 
and also has this beautiful desire. But what I could feel in her energy was it was just this like desire. It was this beautiful desire. And I, and I said to her, I feel like probably it's going to come soon, whatever, whatever it is, right? We can't know if the next thing she's going to experience or meant to experience is a beautiful lover that deepens her ability to express herself sexually or sensually, or if it's actually going to be a long-term partnership or anything in between. Like we, we can't know what every relationship serves a different purpose. We've talked about that on so many episodes, but I just feel this beautiful energy because she's not attached. And that is so important to be able to, like, if you are trying to find love, then that's just the wrong focus, right? It's like trying to find your life purpose. Your life purpose is not to be found. Love is not to be found. It's about getting to know your own soul, coming home to yourself as we share in every episode, learning how to live from the truth of who you are rather than your scripted self, right? Rather than the people pleaser, the self-sacrificer, the woman who's trying to control everyone's perception of her life rather than deeply devoted to living a life that feels good. When you devote yourself to living a life that feels good and you get to know who you are and you get to create a life that lights you up, you're not in that place of needing love, right? So then you're not trying to find it from your head, because when we're trying to find it or from control, when you're or trying emptiness. to control, yeah, exactly. Trying to like get something from this person, which is such a, I mean, that's such an unfair place to start from, right? Where it's like, Hey, I'm empty or I need this thing. I need you to give me this thing so I can have a relationship so I can feel like I'm worthy or I matter. Start treating yourself like you are worthy and you matter. Create a life that teaches, that shows you that. So that you don't go in empty and you're in that place of non-attachment from that place, you have so much more, I want to say power, not power over other people, but so much more power to have the love you desire because your, your heart is open, your life is full, and then you're, you become a magnet to the things that you actually want in your life, like a relationship. But when we are trying to seek something or trying to find it, now your ego is just trying to control this thing, thinking I'm going to feel better when I have that thing. And guess what? You're not like, you're only going to feel better for such a short period of time. And then that person will continue to be your source of well-being. Exactly. Which is not partnership. That's objectification. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and that's such an important, important, you know, distinction. Like if you are, if you actually want love, love can't grow. Love can't breathe inside dependency. Love can't breathe inside objectification of another human being. Love can't breathe. And you're just looking for a role for someone to yeah. play, right. Of boyfriend or husband. Love can't breathe. If you are people pleasing if you're trying to be perfect, if you're constantly trying to prove your worth, and if you are performing, trying thinking there's a role that you're supposed to play when you're trying to find love. And so love can't be experienced. And I love what you just said, because that's like the, the catch, right? You're not looking for love. You're looking for a partner, right? And the partner that you choose has to be someone who's capable of giving and receiving love right? The partner you're with has to be safe enough that love can breathe between the two of you. And when you love your life, you're not looking for love. 
And that's what the fair, like the biggest pain of the fairy tale is pedestaling romance and pedestaling a good feeling. And I have had so many clients over 11 fucking years now say, but I love him, but, but I really loved him, but he was abusive. He was an addict. He was in a relationship with someone else. Um, he wasn't capable of meeting your emotions. So I think the thing that kills me, and if you've been following for a while, you know that I say this all the time, love is not what the fairy tale is ruined because the fairy tale is not talking about love. The fairy tale is talking about a fantasy. The fairy tale is talking actually about the rush of adrenaline you get when you first meet someone. So another reason why you can't find love and can't find a partner is because you're chasing a feeling. You're chasing the high of meeting someone new or telling yourself just because you get along with someone that that somehow qualifies them to be a life partner with you. And all those really yummy feelings that are chemical based when you're first getting to know someone are what cause you to then overlook the red freaking flags or the very big problematic behaviors that make it impossible for that person to love you. And that's another reason why you might still be single when you don't want to be is because you're paying attention to the wrong things. You know, Kate always says that, right? Like you're putting your focus on the wrong thing. So your focus has to be inside of you and on you and how you're behaving. And I want to add to that, that the focus has to be on the character traits that actually qualify whether or not someone's a good partner, right? That you're paying attention to whether or not that person's in integrity with their word. You're paying attention to how that person treats you. You're paying attention to how that person listens to you. You're paying attention to how that person talks about themselves. That's the most underrated thing I've watched people not pay attention to. You can't be in relationship with another person who hates themselves who's using you to feel good about themselves, right? Or the person who's always complaining about their life, right? If you want a person who can partner with you, if they feel victimized by their life and they're always complaining about things, they can't get their life together. That's not someone who's capable of being a partner with you. But this pain for me is all the women that are chasing a feeling, which is rooted in chem. We, our feelings change every five minutes as women, first of all right? But love blooms when I can be anchored and then make the choiceful behaviors around loving you, right? Mm. I don't always feel love with my husband, but that then points to whether or not I've been taking care of myself and whether or not I'm behaving lovingly. And that's the shift out of a little girl being in a relationship and an adult. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. I love that you said whether or not I'm behaving lovingly because I've noticed it's so beautiful. I it's been so fun for me because I've been on this journey of, I went from starting the new truth, being in a seven year relationship that was like out of alignment with who I was becoming and where I was headed. Um, and then got to experience dating, following everything that we talk about, got to experience a relationship that had two parts to it. And we're now, it's like, we've been, he's been in my life for a year and we had a few months of not being together, but staying connected. And this relationship, it's so beautiful. I'm getting to experience and witness how much, um, before I, even years into my journey, even years into my journey, if I reflect on who I was when I was with Jeff, I was always wanting him to be different so that I had the partner that I desired. Whereas what I'm getting to experience now is 
a really amazing compatibility. Like Patricio and I have really amazing compatibility. We are both emotional communicators. We have beautiful, meaningful conversations. We love to talk. We love to listen. We have, we're super loving. We're playful. There's just so much. We, we, we both value our purposes. We are very independent. Like there's so many things that are aligned in that way. And then the the question that I'm getting to experience or sit with every time is how loving am I being and where am I withholding love? And I'm noticing the second time being with him that when I, when my heart shuts down and I realize like the, the reason why we keep deepening in love and having this really profound experience is because in those moments where it feels really sticky and vulnerable and I want to shut down and I want to run or I want to be like, "Ah, I don't want a relationship. Those are the moments that I breathe and soften and actually open my heart. And he's practicing the same. And we talk about it and we have amazing communication. And I, Mm -hmm. and I, I think about this title, why can't you find love? It's like, I couldn't even, even when I had love before, I couldn't really fully let it in. Even when I had partners who loved and adored me, I couldn't fully let it in because my heart was so protected. And listen, our hearts have been protected since we were children, right? Every single one of us is love at the core. That's the truth of who you are. That's the truth of who we all are because we once were little kids and we were loving and we were free and we loved every creature. It didn't matter if it was a weird caterpillar with 12 legs or creepy, like, spider or whatever, like little kids just love, right? They love and they, their hearts are open mm-hmm. and we were all that. And then we all got, you know, shut down over and over again and hurt in many different ways and told to be different than we are. And so we guarded our hearts mm-hmm. and, you know, that quote that, that we've said so many times over the years, like our, your task is not to seek love. It's to, to seek and find the barriers that you've built around your heart against love. And so as I deepen on this journey, I'm, I'm getting to experience that I believe for me anyways, the purpose of love is transformation and growth. And that because I have someone who I'm so compatible with, who is so open and committed and, and communicative, we are able to move through those sticky corners where we both want to guard and protect our hearts. And we're able to deepen in vulnerability, which is intimacy. So if you don't have the ability to be vulnerable, like that is such an important place to start. And like Catherine and I always talk about, you have to know yourself in order to really experience love. So you can find a relationship. You could go get some guy on an app and get into a relationship. No problem from the fantasy. If you just want to have a basic, like let's rush to the altar, let's get married, let's have kids, let's get a fence and a picket picket house, get a picket house, (laughs) picket fence at a house and like follow the American dream and wake up one day in misery inside because we just rush the script as opposed to actually let this thing organically unfold. But if you're here and you know, you want your soul to feel alive inside of love and inside of your life, you have to be willing to get vulnerable. You have to know what are the barriers around my heart? What are my patterns Mm -hmm. that play out that actually stop me from experiencing love, not just in romantic relationships too, like in your friendships, in all of your relationships, where are you guarded? You have to know that so that you can choose the opposite and you can use love and relationships, all your relationships as an opportunity to deepen in intimacy and to open your heart again. I say all the time, the question is, is this someone I can practice love with? Like when you're dating, yes. is this someone I can yes. practice love with? Can yes. love 
bloom here. Like yes. I, everything you just shared, I want to like amplify. She just said, and he's practicing it too. Yes. That, that was the key. It wasn't just Kate saying, this is my practice. She's in a partnership with someone else practicing it because why so many women are struggling also is because they bear all of the weight of the relationship, right? I can make this work with this person. I'm just going to do tons of personal development work. And then I'm going to somehow shift my relationship. Now that does happen. However, it is very hard to have a relationship with someone who is unwilling to grow. It is very, yes. very hard to have a relationship with someone who's completely unwilling to be self-aware or accountable or empathetic. Their personal I- development path doesn't have to look like yours, remember? So please listen to our Truth About Conscious Partnership episode. Yes. But I'm sick of women having that attitude of like, I can make it work with this person rather than are we working at something together? Together. And I just want to add one important thing. So you're not in fantasy, like in the beginning with Patricio, because we were so compatible, I did go into the teacher mode with him and wanted him to open. Like, basically we joke now it's like his heart was closed and I was trying to pry it open with all my personal development tools and all my (laughs) like, Oh, it's your saboteur. And I like tried to to pry his heart open. You can't do that either. Like you also have to trust timing and not try and control it because we are one year into knowing each other and his heart really only started opening like five months ago. And, and it's been, and we had to take like three months, four months apart in order for us to get here. And none, none of that was planned. So there's this like, surrender to the process, surrender to the like, okay, we were compatible, but I had to fully let it go for it to come back to this place. And I had to really, really trust the the process and, and let go of trying to control any of it. And now he's so open and he wasn't like he wasn't before. So in the beginning, what I used to do, I'm, I wanted to share this extra piece because what I used to do is I'd go on dates and I'd be like, well, you're not conscious enough and you're not clearly not working on yourself and doing the thing. So obviously we're not aligned. Whereas he, he is so naturally conscious and naturally spiritual. He's like the heart of an angel. And he, um, he's a coach professionally, but he's a coach professionally, but in his, uh, in the football, in coach, soccer industry. So it's like sports coach, but still like mindset and all of that. So there's so many things that are, that are aligned that allow him to be so self-aware in other yeah. ways, but it took time for me to see it. So mind the part of you that wants to like, ha- wants to know right away, is this right? Or is this wrong? Cause that's part of the problem mm, rather than yes. let things organically unfold. If something feels good with someone, letting it organically unfold. And sometimes you have to let it go for it to, to re bloom into your life at the right time. Like it's, there's so much huge part of the problem as to why women don't have the love that they desire is because they try and control it and capture it. Like, like yeah. getting a butterfly in a jar and yes. like closing the lid on it. Killing it. So that, <laughs> that coming back to, can love even breathe? Yeah. Right. And the thing that is true, because I watched you do this and this amplifies the, the like coming full circle about everything you just said about children, um, because children aren't always loving, right? They tantrum too, but this is the mm-hmm. amplification of it. They're fully self-expressed. Mm-hmm. And that's the secret that yes. women, you are not emotionally available. If you're on dates, damping down 
your brilliance, your beauty, your desires, your needs, the things that are you're interested in, or how you actually feel, right? And most women don't know how to share their feelings. Or they either dump their feelings, they talk to men like they're a therapist, or they keep everything to themselves and then blow up sideways and they form all this resentment. So the secret about kids is they are fully self-expressed because they yes. haven't developed the self-consciousness yet, right? And then they do, right? Of what's good and what's bad and what's right and what's wrong. But that's actually why women can't find love because the, the journey to finding love, and this is the journey all of my clients have gone on. And I've been thinking about this. So one of my clients just got married. Another client just got, had a baby and they worked with me years ago like over five years ago, and they just got married to their partner now, or just had a baby now. So every single one of my clients has partnered with the aligned person for them. Like the person where I'm listening to them, like they've met a loving, warm, kind, generous man who can't get enough of them. And how does that happen? They're authentic. They're fully self-expressed with who they are. Most women are not. Because they are told, this is how you're supposed to behave as a woman. This is what you're supposed to do as a woman. All these rules, rather than just being true to themselves and saying, this is who I am. And that's my, like, that is how I found Andrew. I lived in Hawaii for a month. I dressed the way that I wanted to dress. I was interested in what I wanted to, I talked about what I wanted to talk about. It wasn't, is this an appropriate thing to talk about on a first date? I just talked. Right. Just was myself. And so if you're not fully self-expressed, which is what coming home to yourself means when you've surrendered self-consciousness, right? If you still are wrapped up in caring about what other people think you're not going to be authentic on a date. Yeah. So it is arms wide open. Here I am. And can somebody meet me in this play? Which is what I want to reflect about you. And you did say this um, in several episodes ago about um, what you did in the break with Patricio, right? You kept your heart open to him and you're committed to that way of being in your life. So my mentor is Dr. Jackie Black. I believe the most brilliant fucking couples coach on the planet. And she's who I'm learning from right now. And she essentially, this line that she said to me many, many moons ago, she was like, Catherine, the the purpose of an individual's life is to live in alignment with their own value system. And every single day you're asking yourself, am I behaving in alignment with my values? Not my parents' values, not someone else's values, not patriarchy's values, but do I put my head on the pillow at night being proud of the choices I'm making because it's an integrity with myself? And then she's helping me around parenting, right? Am I parenting in alignment with my values right now? You're, you, I've watched you just commit to being, living with an open heart. Like that's who you are. (laughs) That's your commitment to yourself. And so it isn't about, oh, that Patricio came back. It's that Kate had a commitment to behaving a certain way in her life. So then that's how the right people found her. And yes. so many women are, are watching. I mean, and this is why we started the New Tooth Podcast. Both Kate and I can't stand standard dating advice. It's, it's a mental fucking shit show because yeah. everything is about thinking. And this is, the, this is the kicker here. Thinking that everything's about behavior modification. Yes. You become, oh, say this thing, do this thing, monitoring mistakes you're making. Right. Yes. Rather than, am I authentic? Am I connected to myself? Am I clear about what I need? Is my heart open? Not is theirs open? Is mine open so I can see who can meet me in the magic of an open heart? And that has to be my commitment nine years into my marriage right? If I stop being committed to living with an open heart, that's how my marriage ends, right? If I stop being committed to being loving, 
is how relationships fall apart. Not the other fucking person. Stop making it about the other person. Stop making it. Oh, it's, I, you know, I don't meet the right men. Guess what? Maybe you're not a match yet for the kind of men that you want because you are doing all of these bullshit games and all, and you have all these, all this wounding and all this desperation, right? All this chasing a moment and objectification of men that you're not being yourself. And most likely you're behaving like a little girl or a saboteur. So that other side of like, you have a list of like 15,000 things, you know, he used to be conscious and da, 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 da. So then you can't even pay attention to what's happening, which again is about role seeking. You're seeking, seeking a conscious man is looking for a role, not actually looking for a partner. So love comes when you are being the love that you are, when you are being loving, not so that something happens, yes. not only if someone else is being loving, but you're behaving in integrity with yourself. And that is how you release attachment. That is how you actually enjoy dating. That's yes. how you stop worrying. That's how you stop comparing your, your love story to anyone else's love story, because it doesn't matter. We're all on our journey and the journey of individuation, the journey of becoming, the journey of adulthood is coming full circle back to the fully self-expressed child that you were, right? Yes. With now the adult maturity <laughs> to match yes. it because you don't get to have tantrums on a date as an adult. And that's what I'm watching and dating right now. So many tantrums. Um, yes. But that that's the, the full circle of like why you can't find love is most likely because you are not fully self-expressed. You hide parts yeah. of who you are. You're controlling um, who you are. You're pretending to be someone you're not. You're trying to be perfect on a date. And then you're wondering why nobody sees you. Vulnerability is about being seen. So if you can't see yourself, right? If you aren't at home with yourself and fully self-accepting, no one can see you. And no, no one, even if they did, you then would give them the power like, oh, this person really sees me. But if you don't see yourself, there's no love. Because that it, love is not dependency. Love is not attachment and love is certainly not control. Yeah, I love all of that. All of it. Yeah, it's, it's like, and remember dating is a practice to practice yes. and dating in every facet of your life and relationships are a practice. Like none of us know how long our relationships are gonna last. And both, both Catherine and I are enjoying our relationships and challenged by our relationships. And I'm in an early one and she's in a long one and we're in different phases, but we're both showing up wildly expressed in ourselves and our lives and meeting different parts of ourselves. And I mean, you as a mom and now growing through that and it's, it's a never ending opportunity to grow, but again, non-attachment to the thing, right? Like how many women just stay in relationships or hold on to, you know, toxic dating situations, like, or whole, or try and get the guy. I think of like all the pedestaling that happens when we go on dates or the opposite of pedestaling where you pedestal yourself, yourself you puff yourself yes. up you and you down. put the other person down, you know, take the focus off of the other person, date to connect, date to get to know yourself, date to get to, to see share where, yourself, <laughs> to share yourself, to see the parts of you that you're hiding, that you're shutting down, like notice who you feel nervous around and who you feel easily, easy to be expressed around. And it, it's a practice. It's a practice to be who you are and to get to know who you are, because like the, it is such 
a lie and such an illusion that this is going to be the thing that makes you feel a certain way about yourself, that it might pump your tires up for a few weeks or a few months or whatever. But ultimately, that is such a self-fulfilling prophecy. You have to fill your own tires with your own love, with your own expression of your soul so that you can show up on these dates fully being you. And you know, when you're describing that feeling seen, I feel so seen by my partner and so adored. And he cherishes so many parts of me that I thought were stupid or like, you know, that I didn't even notice, but it's like, he sees me so clearly, but so do all my friends, like everyone in my life does because I exactly, it's not because he's special or I'm special, or we have this special love, blah, blah, blah. No, everyone in my life sees me. They see the quirkiness. They see my clumsiness. My nickname is Smasher. That's another, he, he calls me like refined. What does he say? I love how refined and like elegant you are. And then he's like, and then you smash into something like, <laughs> and it, it's like this, it, he sees all of me and adores all of me. And also parts of me, I'm sure piss, piss him off too. But it's like, there's this, that's the mirror. Everyone in your life is just mirroring where you're at. So if you're attracting people, like if you're like, oh, nobody ever chooses me or like I never attract the right kind of person, like you're just focusing on the wrong thing. Get in your own lane, get in your own body, get in your own heart, all those things. What are you wanting a relationship for? Write all of those things down. And then am I embodying that? I want a relationship so I can feel beautiful and sexy and powerful and fun. And I can have someone to share things with, like take responsibility for all of it now in your life, share your life with all your friends, share your life with people you love to be around, you know, like express all these parts of you. And when you become wildly expressed, the relationship will reflect that everyone in your life will reflect that so much more is possible. I mean, again, the, the, the moral of every freaking episode is take radical responsibility for your freaking life and stop thinking some prince or some princess or someone's going to come rescue you. Um, someone's going to come find you, or you're going to find the perfect love. And then you're going to hit some arrival point. There is no arrival point. It is a lie. It is a crock of shit. Um, you are so much more than that. And you do get to experience extraordinary love. It's better. My clients at first feel like this fear of letting go of the fantasy means they have to let go of love, but the truth is it's not love. Exactly. That is a a drug. You get to experience real love, which is far more rich and beautiful and sustainable. And there is a, there are ways to get there. Like that's what doing the deep inner work it is about, right? Like this isn't, um, no one's doomed, right? No one's stuck, but again, all the way back to the way the episode started, if you have the mindset that love just is found, that's why you don't find it. Yes. Because it doesn't happen to you. The love that you are must be, it is the, the gatekeeper, right? Like you're the gatekeeper. When you open the gate, when you choose to be fully self-expressed and be loving, because that's who you want to be in the world. That's how you attract the person who wants to play that game with you and, and be in that energy with you and, and commit to that way of being too. And I believe that's how the world will change. More and more people committed to that way of being. And being loving does not mean without boundaries or without ever having feelings of being upset, but being, you know, really the final thing is loving is truth. 
You're being loving when you tell the truth. And if you are people pleasing or a perfectionist or following some bullshit dating advice of behavior modifications, you're not being authentic. There is no truth. And if there's no truth, there's no love. Yeah. And we all know how many relationships there are out there. People who just don't even talk to each other, right? They just have a relationship, but they don't talk. Um, Or women, especially who don't tell the truth about the things that they need or what bothers them. And then they wonder why they don't have love. So that's it. There can only be love when there is truth. New truth podcast. Exactly. You'll never feel loved until you, like, if you are not telling the truth, you'll net, if you're pretending to be something or someone other than you are, you're never going to feel loved. You're going to be chasing feeling love by having a relationship and it'll never be enough. And you'll want the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It will never feel like enough because you're not being who you are when you're being who you are. You'll feel loved everywhere you go because you're being you. You'll feel loved by yourself. So yeah, yeah, hopefully uh, if you love this episode. So much in this episode. Spread the word, share it with all your sisters all over the globe. Um, I love seeing all the charts every week and and what countries we're we're topping. And it's so much fun. So keep spreading the word to all your sisters. Catherine and I always have programs that you can join. I have the reclamation. You have open Open to to love. And, you know, these are the places to start where you can start to get to know your own soul, start to transform your relationship with yourself so that you can actually become a magnet to the life and love you desire instead of trying to go find it. So come check us out on our websites, on our Instagrams, and we love you and we'll see you next week. week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.